The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. We're coming back to the book. See, if I come back to the book, I'm coming back to faith. And if I'm coming back to faith, I'm coming back to the anointing. And if I come back to the anointing, I'm coming back to power. And if I come back to power, the enemy is under my feet. See, they found the book. But the first thing the leadership did was repent. He repented as a king and then slayed them people who was preaching the wrong thing. He took them off the payroll because they weren't teaching the people the book. And because of that, then the people of God had wandered into idolatry. They can't go any further than the leadership. But you need somebody to come up and say, wait a minute, something's wrong here. I'm not getting the power that I need to get. Say amen to that. So I got this message that, that uh, last night God said, it's what we wanted to preach here, that we're coming back to the book. Yeah. See, if I come back to the book, I'm coming back to faith. Yeah. And if I'm coming back to faith, I'm coming back to the anointing. Yeah. And if I come back to the anointing, I'm coming back to power. Yeah. And if I come back to power, the enemy is under my feet. Yeah. No matter where I go, he's going to be under my feet. Now, I'm saying that because you can manage your whole household with words. You can manage it with words. You, you speak the words and angels come. And these angels know what to do. Isn't this good? Now, let, let's, keep, let's keep going with this. Praise God in heaven. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Now, Check this out. <laughs> All right, now, why is this so critical? Why is this so critical? Because I'm not trying to criticize anybody. But why is it so critical? So I, I know where I went at first, and I got saved and so forth. Thank God for that. But they didn't have, they didn't have the power. And, 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 and I kept searching. I said, wait, wait, wait. I said, I'm here, coming out town, and this is wonderful, so forth. But there's more. That's got to be more. And then I start hearing this man on radio preach about the Holy Ghost. I said, Holy Ghost, I said, I, I thought I had everything. And, and then I went, sneaked down there at night, you know, like Nicodemus. And I sat way in the back and looked at it. You know what I mean? Now, I, I didn't know about him because I was used to a black church. And this was a white man. Whoa, let me see. Let me see if he's trying to fool us. Are you following, you following what I'm saying? Now, now I want y'all to get y'all with me here. See, I'm, 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 I'm almost about to play the race car. And, and so I, I look, so I, I move closer. And then the next Sunday night, I move closer. And then I say, I got to see his eyes. I want to see his eyes. And pretty soon I move so close to like see him. I see this. I see when he hit from where spit come out of my seat. I said, man, I said, okay. Then he said, if you need the Holy Ghost, come and stand in this line. If you need healing, stand here. If you need to be saved, stand here. I said to myself, which line should I get in now? Because I'm, I'm feeling like I'm lost. You know what I mean? 
So what did I do? I got in this line right here. He laid hands on me by the power of the almighty God and boom, something hit me. Now I'm born again, but I wasn't powered. And so boom, power hit me. Oh, I just kind of melted down to the floor and I said, whoa, felt like a party was going on in my stomach. And, and, and then I kind of got up and a, a guy who was a native Indian, Indian, he said, uh, you, you want to pray in tongue, don't you? And I didn't know what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And he put one hand on my head, one on the back of my neck and said, say hallelujah. Just keep saying it. Hallelujah. And I thought, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, that thing came out of me. Boy, I felt, whoa, I felt powerful. I said, whoa, whoa. know what happened? I came back to the book. Biblical practice. Biblical power. Biblical pattern. And I came back here and let me tell you, that power came on me and I've been on fire ever since. My wife, my wife will tell you right now that one of the things that attracted her, her to me, it, other than this, this right, this right here, but one of the things was don't hate, don't hate, don't hate. Me. We ain't got time for haters. <laughs> See that? She she throwing them napkins down. All right, go ahead, Sister V. But she said it was that I had a that she hadn't seen before. So I'm just saying, God wants all of us to have that fire. And it's time to light that fire so that we can finish the work that he's called us to do. Say amen to that. Now, let, let's, let's keep going here. So let's see why we need this. Now he's going to send us, let's go to Matthew chapter five first. He's going to send us into the world. All right. In Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, where shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of the foot of men. And you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but under a candlestick, on a candlestick, and that it may give light to all those that are in the house. Let your light so what? Shine before who? Men, that they may see your what? Good works, and do what? Glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Now, good works are works of God. These are not some self-made works. These are works of God. Now, let's go over here because God's going to send you out. Matthew chapter 10, he's going to send you out into the world. Behold, I send you forth as who? Sheep in the midst of who? Wolves. Now be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So he's going to send you out among wolves. Is a sheep any match for a wolf? No. You're not going to be any match for them. But you're not going to have to be. Because they can't touch you. I said, you're not going to have to be, 
because they cannot touch you. And if we'll look at a couple of scriptures, come on, let's look at a couple. Let's go over here to Luke's gospel in chapter 10 first. Luke chapter 10. And he said this, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on what? Scorpions, keep going, serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and what? Nothing shall by any means, what? Hurt you. Now that means nothing. I said that means nothing. So he knows that nothing means that you may be like the three Hebrews and they throw you in the fire. The Lord have mercy. But notice the fire wouldn't burn them. Come on now. Come on. You, you got to understand that God is going to bring you into situations, but he knows nothing can touch you. Look what they did to Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. Now in Daniel chapter 6, they wanted him to submit to an ungodly law. But Daniel said, nope, not going to do it. Now, he's got to know something to resist like that. He just, he ain't just in the business of committing suicide here. All right, so he said this. The king arose very early in the morning. Now they'd thrown Daniel in the lion's den. And they went in haste, he went in haste into the den of lions. And when he came into the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom you serve continually able to deliver thee from the lions? I like the word continually. Watch this. Then said Daniel unto the king, long live the king. Now, if you look at the scriptures, they hauled Daniel up out of the den. So the den was down. This wasn't some vacation spot. This was down in some rocks where some lions were. And that was their capital punishment. So they let him down in the midst of these lions. Now, let's look at that same verse there in the CEV translation. And here's what it says. Daniel answered, your majesty, I hope you live forever. Now, <laughs> see, this ain't no time to play the race card. This, 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 that he's given you. <laughs> you don't care if they don't like you. Now, I'm, I'm coming at somebody here now. Now, don't get mad at me because I'm going back to the book. I'm saying time out for a victim mentality. I better come over here for this one. You see, you can't stop BW. I don't care if you don't like me. <laughs> you better hold on to your stuff. 
Because if you harass me, then, then I have permission to take something as recompense. Boy, y'all got to see this now. They couldn't kill him. Now, I want you to see this because God had Jesus, they, Jesus, they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, the one who you love, you know that you stayed at his house and, and he fed you and took care of you sometimes and so forth. He's so sick, he's about to die. Come quick. Jesus stayed there two more days. And then he told the disciples, come on, let's go on over there. He got over there and Mary saw him, uh, Martha saw him a long ways off said, ah, oh, if you had only been here earlier, he would not have died. He'd been dead now. She said, he'll, he said, he'll rise again. She said, well, I, I know in the last day he'll rise again. She, he said, no, I am the last day. All right, you ready for the revelation? No more premature deaths. None. None. Pastor, they're shooting in the neighborhood. No more premature deaths. Do you believe that? Because if you don't believe it, it will not work for you. The Bible says that the angels of the Lord encamp around about you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 16, I'm going to save you. And if you get saved, I'm going to save your house. That means your wife, your kids, your everything. I'm going to save every one of them. Woman, if you are saved and that man is not saved, you got a promise from God. That man will be saved. He shouldn't have married you. Are y'all with me? Now, that's getting back to the book. Couldn't kill him. Couldn't kill the three Hebrews. Put him in fire. Heated it up seven times. You don't need to heat up fire to burn it. You don't need no blowtorch. Just get a match. But it won't burn you no matter how hot he heats it up. And he's saying no matter what tries to happen around you, it won't touch you. Watch this. You got my promise. Now watch what I'm about to bring out right now. So here is Peter and the disciples. And Jesus said, let's get in the boat and go to the other side. So this is Mark chapter 4. So they go to the other side. In the middle of the sea, here comes a storm out of nowhere. And this storm is so powerful that these experienced fishermen don't see any way out. Perfect storm. And what did they do? They tried to get out. I'm sure they're bailing out water, but the water was filling that boat up faster than they could bail it out. And so Satan can try to get you into a place where natural fixes won't fix you. But when it won't, step back on the word. Because the word fixed all of this. Are y'all with me now? Now notice what he did then. He said, all right. Here he was. He got up. He said, peace, what? Be still. There was a great calm. Then... He said, why are you so fearful? See, that's the way Satan runs the earth. 
how come you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Why? Because I'm sent here as an ambassador with, with a license to govern the whole earth. But here's what I want to show you. Was the storm from God? Now, see, some people preach, well, the storm was from God. It was there to test them. No, it wasn't from the devil and it was there to kill them. Now, watch this. Now, when Jesus said, let's go to the other side, did they start out? Say yes. Yes. My point to you is Satan will try to attack even when you're obeying God. That's what I'm telling you, man. People look at themselves and say, oh, this cancer or this something come down on me, so forth and so on. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. That enemy is trying to leverage the curse and bring it on your body no matter what you're doing. So I'm saying get your faith and get him off. See, when you know that Satan has no right to your kids, you're going to get him off. When you know he got no right to your paycheck, you're going to get him off. When you know, see, the problem is the book. They found the book. And he rent his clothes. Said, God, what happened to us? telling you. He says over in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, look at it. And this is 2 Thessalonians and chapter 2 and verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was with yet with you I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity, say mystery of iniquity, does already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed. Now what is he saying? Church, you're the world's only hope. Now what are you doing? Holding back evil. Now all you have to do to let evil prevail is to not hold it back. Folks, I don't know about you, but 40 years ago, (laughs) they didn't show certain things on TV. (laughs) Come on, help me now. Now they can show it all. Why? Because iniquity is not being held back. We don't know why we're here. We think we're here just to show up in church on Sunday morning. This is a training station for out there. This is going to make you bold. 
You know, a guy came here named um, Pastor w- uh, Wilkes. Came here to preach a powerful, powerful sermon. And then in the middle of his sermon, he looked at me and said, your pastor's a spiritual thug. That's what he said. Huh? Right. Father, he's a gangster. He's a gangster. And then he said, thug, I know I seen the little thing. He's a gangster. Now what he was doing, he wasn't painting a bad picture of me. If you know anything about the time of mobsters, I just happened to review the other day. Uh, it's a movie called uh, Untouchable. <laughs> I said Untouchable. Now, if you look at Psalm, Psalm 105, verse 14, he said, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, touch not, come on, my anointed, and do my prophets say I'm untouchable. Now, if you know anything, about the untouchable. Had a character in it named Elliot Ness. (laughs) Elliot Ness (laughs) was basically the untouchable. But his job was to go get a man by the name of Alfonso Capone. We call him Big Al, Al Capone. And it just so happens that this chief of the mobsters was headquartered in Chicago. Now, I want you to see this because there's no coincidence you and I are up in here. Come on now. We're going after the chief. Everything that he's stolen from you. Watch this. Your health, your marriage, your happiness, your joy, your peace, your money, your education. Everything is coming back. The pawn's got it. So when he called me a gangster, what he is saying is, hey, I'm not going to play by their rules. I'm going to make up my own rules. Are you following what I'm saying? See, because what happened when they put Daniel in the lion's den, then now they had judged him according to their legal system. But over in Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 22, it says here that God is the judge. He's our judge. So if they misjudge you, there is a higher 
the court, come on, that we can submit our case to. The Bible says Jesus is our advocate. That means he is our attorney. And he is in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Say amen. He is adjudicating our case. And when our case comes before the judge, Jesus is going to lay the case out. Say amen. And we need two witnesses. One of them's going to be the Holy Ghost. And one of them's going to be you. And I'm telling you right now, when God judges your case, they call him the judge because he decides who wins or who loses. To order today's series, Understanding the Anointing on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4, call us at 1-800-711-9327 or contact us online at billwinston.org. Let this dynamic teaching reveal to you how the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of the anointing will flow in your life and equip you to do the greater works God has called you to do. Order this must-have series today. Hello, this is Bill Winston here. On September of 2015, we opened a prayer call center. Now, this was designed to be a resource for the partners of Bill Winston Ministries and actually anybody who really needs uh, prayer for whatever reason they might have. And since then, we've received thousands of testimonies. And I want to share with you, just to let you know the kinds of things that God is doing through this prayer call center. I have one here, I'll just say Mrs. Smith, called and prayed on July the 8th for her father who had cancer. He'd been diagnosed with cancer. And she called back to inform us that within 48 hours of us praying, that the doctor checked out her father and said there was no more trace of cancer. And the doctor informed Mrs. Smith that her father had cancer. It can't be found now, so maybe he made a mistake in the diagnosis. Right, we know who did it. God did it. You know, he can do it so clean until people begin to wonder about themselves. Now, this is because of the prayer call center. Let me give you another one. This is, let's say, Ella. She wrote, she said, I called in, in the pray, for prayer concerning my finances. Now, the person prayed for me, and at last week, I called in to company to try to find out what my balance was, and they gave me a supernatural debt cancellation answer. In other words, they could not find any trace of my bill, that my bill had been apparently paid in full, and that this is uh, one example of a debt cancellation, and she said this debt cancellation came, she had been praying for months for it, but now God gave it to her and canceled that $30,000 debt clean, <laughs> no trace of it. That's the effective, fervent prayer. <laughs> it avails much. So our prayer call center now is open and these people, they're standing by again, ready to agree with you or pray with you and so forth. Now we love you. We want to keep you healthy, 
and live long and strong. Praise God. So keep walking by faith. This is Bill Winston saying we love you. Thank you. God bless you. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry.